Hello, hello, hello. What's up, Fantasy Chumps? How we doing? Uh, we are back, and I'm joined with my good pal, John, and recurring guest now, Mr. Connor Olson. Welcome back. Oh, I know it didn't take long, did it? <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Happy to be here once again. Happy to earn the recurring guest title, and uh, fired up to get a little mock action going today. That's yes, right. sir. Connor spilled the beans. That's what we're doing. It's a mock draft episode. We're going to do a uh, – the format's going to be a 10-team PPR mock draft. Um, we're all drafting from different slots here. It looks like I'm going to be at the four, John at the five, Connor at the eight. It'll be a snake draft. Um, and we're doing this on Sleeper just for everybody's information. Um, but, yeah, well, I think we're going to just get right into it. I'm going to kick this over to John. He's going to be your uh, your little narrator for this whole draft process. Let's get it, boys. Yeah, so uh, for the first three picks, Jonathan Taylor, CMC, and Derrick Henry went off the board. Uh, Nate, you're on the clock. Top guys out there, Austin Eckler, Cooper Cup, JJ, Dalvin Cook, Najee Harris, Jamar Chase, and Joe Mixon to round out the top ten. Um, so at this point, like, what do you, what, what's really going through your mind? Like, I feel like this is the tear break where mm-hmm. you can either grab that last running back or maybe you go for the wide receiver strategy that we worked on a little bit yesterday. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess based off sleeper rankings here, no surprises with the first three picks. A little bit different than what we've been seeing in some of our ESPN drafts with uh, Derrick Henry going at three. I think it's very possible, though, that we could see him there across all platforms that you use. Um, so this one's kind of tough. Um I'm probably – I think I might be fading Austin Eckler on this pick uh, just with no no pressure on this mock draft. Uh, that makes that decision a little bit easier. I'm going to go with Cooper Cup. Um, I'm going to lock up my wide receiver one for this year, um, and then hopefully we can get some running backs on the back end. So that's, that's a pretty interesting pick. Um, I, it's tough. I – I, and so the five spot is not a spot that I've, I've drafted from. I don't have any drafts that where I'm, you know, making my pick there. Um, so Austin Eckler hasn't really been on my radar, but um, I don't know. He, he's tough to pass up, but I think I'm going to do the same thing. And I'm going to be different. Um, I'm going to go with Justin Jefferson with my pick. You know, starting without a running back, tough but in this spot I just kind of want to try something different like I, I love the outlook for Justin Jefferson with their their new head coach I can't think of his name does anybody have it off the top of their I head I do not have it Connor do you know it uh, drum roll Connor no, uh, he was the Rams OC I know that much um, anyway so I they're gonna Kevin O'Connell. It there it is Kevin O'Connell Layton's gonna be disappointed um, <laughs> uh, so I, I went with Justin Jefferson followed by Najee Harris, Austin Eckler, Connor, you're now on the clock. What are you thinking? Well, it's a tough tight to tough sight to see Najee going, um, going six overall there. He was kind of my target there, but that leaves me with Dalvin Cook, Jamar Chase, Joe Mixon, kind of the top three on the board available. Dalvin Cook tempting as always, but as we know, injury concerns can play a big role there. 
I'm not sure how much I want to guarantee myself drafting Alexander Madison a little bit later <laughs> in the draft as well. <laughs> um, so that being said, and a lot of running backs off the board already, I'm comfortable. I'll be able to get back to the snake for a running back here. I'm going to go with you guys and take an elite wide receiver here. Um, Let's go. It's going to be Jamar Chase. Wow. Okay, so Jamar Chase is followed by Dalvin Cook, Devontae Adams, DeAndre Swift, and Joe Mixon. So maybe that that running back strategy didn't really pan out the way you thought it would. (laughs) Did not pan out at all because now I've seen both my top targets and Najee Harris and DeAndre Swift go off the board two picks before I get to my respective selections. So that leaves us in a bit of a tricky spot here. Um, I'd really like to address the running back position here. And I'm not super hot on Travis Kelsey and Stephon Diggs. CD Lamb is definitely an option, but I've already kind of locked down a strong wide receiver one. I think I'm going to go down the board a little bit um, and lock up that RB1 spot with Alvin Kamara here. While legal concerns are keeping his ADP a little bit low, reports are starting to come out that that's looking a lot more like a 2023 problem. And to get a potential running back one to go along with an elite option in Jamar Chase, I think that's just a little bit too much for me to pass up. I like that pick a lot. Connor, I have to ask, what was the hesitation with Chubb, even though his ADP was technically higher? Why'd you kind of fade from that? I like Chubb. Um, I mean, obviously, Kareem Hunt's always going to be there. And in a PPR, you know, you worry about him not getting a ton of receptions. Chubb is a guy I've always kind of missed out on, just barely on leagues. And I've uh, kind of been kicking myself for it over the years. Those were also all standard scoring leagues, so his value is obviously a lot higher there. Um, I like Chubb. I like him a lot. Um, on a lot of ESPN mocks, he's going more in the third, and I really like him as a third-round target for a elite running back two kind of an option. Um, just with a little bit of uncertainty and Alvin Kamara, who is a proven, proven uh, running back one, potential running back one overall, and we know is going to catch a lot of passes out of the backfield. Um, Kamara just seemed like the option with a bit more upside, even given the uh, potential suspensions or legal troubles that, while are looking like it's going to be 2023, could still come out sometime in 2022. The worst case scenario for Alvin Kamara is if it's a uh, second half of the season suspension, so like playoff yeah. time. That that's my biggest fear with him, but I I don't disagree with the pick that you made. Um, Stephon Diggs followed Alvin Kamara, and then Nick Chubb went off the board at the two hundred five. I'm on the clock at two hundred six, and this one it really makes me wish that I would have taken a running back in the first round uh, because Travis Kelsey's on the board, CD Lamb's on the board, and so is Tyreek Hill. But I just I can't start two wide receiver or wide receiver tight end. So I'm going to go ahead and select Saquon Barkley at 206. Yep. I am in the exact same position as you, John. Now, um, Travis Kelsey's falling down the board to me, but um, with Cooper cup already rostered, I just don't know if I can make that pick at this point. I would be more willing to, I think if 
I saw a few more wider running backs on the board that I would be okay slotting in my one spot. But um, with about six picks in between my, my third round pick, um, I think I have to kind of address running back real quick. Um, it kind of hurts a little bit, and I'm a little bit nervous, but I'm going to go with Aaron Jones, just top one on the board right now. Um, yeah. yep. Aaron Jones followed by Kelsey, a little tight end run here. Kelsey, Mark Andrews, C.D. Lamb then on the turn, A.J. Brown, Tyreek Hill. First quarterback off the board, Josh Allen. Um, and it's looking like Debo Samuel has fallen <laughs> right into my lap. I yeah. will snag that up. Man, are you sure you don't want to take somebody else? That that seems like <laughs> a really risky pick there. Uh, that sucks. That's a that's awesome. Uh, very jealous of that, but you know, gotta respect it. I think Debo is gonna have an awesome year. I think, like ADP wise, I think he's gonna be one of the most underdrafted players in like the top twenty five to thirty picks. Um, all right, so. I've got Justin Jefferson and Saquon Barkley. Nate has Cooper Cup, Aaron Jones, and Debo Samuel. Connor's still sitting with Jamar Chase and Alvin Kamara. The guys on the board are Javante Williams, Leonard Fournette, Mike Evans, Keenan Allen, Kyle Pitts, Zeke, James Connor. Um, here, this is a tough one. And honestly, like this is when I begin to look down the board and try to predict who I can get. Um, with my following pick, that, that has quite a bit of an impact of who I take here. Because right now, like, I feel like my risk rating is really high. Like, I know there's a lot of hype around Saquon Barkley right now, but I just – it's hard to totally buy into it. Um, I really don't know what I want to do here, but I think, historically speaking, this has been the guy that I've been going with the most out of the group of players who are here right now, and that is Leonard Fournette. Um, he, he just provides an upside with the Buccaneers offense. And I feel like there's been a lot of injury issues that we've heard about with the Bucks. like Chris Godwin. Uh, he's not a guarantee. Uh, I believe I saw something about, or no, Russell Gage was, we're fading him because Julio Jones got signed by the Bucks, but yeah. it just, I don't know. The passing attack feels pretty locked in there, but as far as the running game goes, like I fully expect it to be Leonard Fournette's backfield, for 85% of the snaps. So um, I, I like his volume that he has in Tampa. Um, Kyle Pitts came off the board at 306, followed by James Conner. And now Mr. Conner is up on the clock. What do you got for us? This is a uh, this is an interesting spot here. This is kind of a round in the draft where I see and not a lot of guys jump off the page. I think there's some players I really like in here, but I think they also all have a reason for kind of being in this third-tier group. Um, I'm looking at my team right now. I've got Jamar Chase and Alvin Kamara. Um, I could really go either way um, with receiver or running back here. I think I've got two pretty elite options already established. So I think it just comes down to kind of a best player available. Um at least what I believe to be the best player available here. Um, and I think that is going to be Ezekiel Elliott. Ooh, okay. Taking him, um, Javante Williams is getting a lot of hype right now. Um, 
I love Javante as a player. Melvin Gordon still scares me. Uh, Melvin Gordon had a great year last year, um, especially when you consider his ADP. I mean, he was a playable running back going in the teen rounds, I believe. Um, love Javante, and I could see him taking over the backfield almost entirely by the time the season comes to an end. But a little bit too many question marks there for me to trust him in kind of the role he's getting projected at right now. And I don't think you can ever go wrong having Ezekiel Elliott as your running back, too. I think he's going to be getting touches. Tony Pollard is probably going to be a role this year, but I think Jerry Jones, A, wants Zeke to still be the star he paid him to be, and it's hard to see Ezekiel Elliott having anything worse than a running back 10 to 15 season. Um, Because he never has. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, Well, and especially with them losing Amari Cooper as well, that that plays a a huge role, you know. There's some spots, touches, targets, a lot of ball handling available um, yep. and having, you know, a safe, strong running back uh, option in your two spot when it's the most scarce position in fantasy football. I don't think you can go wrong there. Nope. I can't disagree. I definitely agree. Um, Zeke was followed by Mike Evans, Keenan Allen, T Higgins, and Javante Williams bringing Connor back on the clock. We've got Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert sitting right there. Could this be the, the, opportunity to convince you to take an early uh, quarterback here it is not going to be for me (laughs) Um, you know the Pat Mahomes I don't think I've ever drafted him Um, very talented player but it's always just so high on the board Herbert Oregon guy love him but you know top of the fourth round that's a pretty pretty hefty price to pay for a quarterback when there's a lot of good uh, skill position options available um that being said, I don't love a lot of the receivers <laughs> here. This is a dead um, zone. This is a it's big dead zone. It kind of is, yeah. Um, and so does honest, that... I don't love a lot of the running backs either. So whenever I hit a, a spot like that, that really honestly does intrigue me to go with a quarterback. I agree with you. I don't. I don't think this is a spot to do it, but it's tough for me to draft a guy like, like let's just say you took George Kittle or Darren Waller. Like I don't like either one of their upsides at all this season. I've I've heard some some cases to be made for George Kittle, but I just I can't buy into it personally. And then you you're looking at like Cam Akers injury, you know issues. David Montgomery, he's on the Bears, like. You know, <laughs> I mean, True. I, I don't mean to dog on him too bad, but, you know, he's on the Bears. Um, I kind of like Terry's upside. I, I like Michael Pittman's upside. I mean, it's just a tough spot. <clears throat> it's very tough. Uh, this middle round kind of chunk in the fourth here is, is not an easy spot to pick out of. Um, that being said, who I'm looking at for my – both fifth and sixth. Um, I'm pretty confident in both of those picks as well. And even though John just uh, gave a case against it, I think I am going to take what I believe is a potential easily top three tight end uh, in the league, and that's going to be George Kittle. Um, I think there are definitely question marks around George Kittle, but I also think that his ceiling is undeniable, um, especially – 
when you get into a rookie quarterback that could uh, tend to use the safety blanket that is George Kittle, just kind of dump it off to him, let him run through three guys for 15 yards and uh, see what happens. And, you know, the San Fran offense has been good, but it hasn't quite seemed to be what it was when they made their first Super Bowl appearance. Um, And when they were at that kind of peak, it was with George Kittle really breaking things open and, and kind of being a havoc on the field. So I'm going to buy in on George Kittle. It's If he plays yeah. out correctly, it's a huge advantage at the tight end spot. And, and I am a lot more willing to buy into his potential upside than a lot of the other options at that point of the draft. I feel I like definitely – yeah, I think you made the right – if you're thinking tight end, you made the right pick between the two. I do – share some of the concerns for kind of both those guys that Connor said, but I think Kittle has the big, like the bigger upside, higher upside. Um, Darren Waller is really somebody that I've loved in the past, but scares the crap out of me this year. Um, He's been sitting out of a lot of camp so far, which is a big concern for kind of somebody who's, you know, taken some time to get healthy throughout certain seasons. Uh, I just I think this is going to be a tough year for him. Check, to... check, check. Oh, you're sorry back. About that. <laughs> I had a call come in and it disconnected me. Ah, that's all right. Um, yeah, no, it's it's definitely a tough place to be in, but um, I think Kill was the right pick if if you're debating between those guys. I also feel like his floor and his ceiling are so far apart. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's there's just def- there's definitely risk involved. He is so scary. So, George Kittle was followed by Patrick Mahomes and Cam Akers. Uh, I've already made my pick because smash. Um, Travis Etienne. Oh, my gosh. All over it. I knew Nate was going to be upset with that one. Uh, I do have an interesting question for you, though, Nate. If I offered you Travis Etienne for Debo Samuel, would you even consider it? Uh, I really wouldn't, I don't think. Hmm. Interesting. See, I I think that one's pretty close. Like if, yeah, if, yeah. if I had, if I had Debo in that situation, I think I would consider it, especially, I guess like given the, are, are you talking like pre preseason trade? No, where we are right now, right now. Yeah. You know, I, I don't think so yet. Uh, I, I think there's a pretty high degree of risk still with Travis Etienne, despite all of like the positive news that we've heard about him. I'm a, huge stand on his upside like i love him i've i am ha- holding him in every dynasty league that i have right now despite um, my and i'm not letting go best efforts yeah i'm squeezing him to death i'm choking <laughs> him so he's he's mine he's not going anywhere until he just proves me to be an idiot Fair uh, enough. but yeah no i love travis Etienne. i think just debo i i think you know the player that he is and i don't think I don't know. I think it's just a – I think Debo's, Debo's kind of a lock, and I think you're kind of drafting him here, or at least where I got him, at just a sweet value. So, yeah. um, But love that pick there. Uh, so now I'm on the clock. We got Justin Herbert as the top ADP option, uh, followed by David Montgomery, Terry McLaurin, like you said, Darren Waller, and then a series of some wide receivers and running backs. Um, I think – this one's tough. So I've, I've got Cooper Cup, Debo, and Aaron Jones on the board right now. This still feels like somewhere that I need to kind of address the running back spot. But as I'm looking at it, um, there's still good options on the board that I think I can get in the fifth round. Um, I'm kind of eyeing in on uh, 
you know, possibly Brees Hall, possibly uh, J.K. Dobbins, Elijah Mitchell, even David Montgomery, if you were to take a, a big drop. But um, so I'm going to hit who I think is the best player available right now. Um, and that is going to be Michael Pittman for the Colts. So That's I've got my three wide receivers. I'm very comfortable slotting Michael Pittman in at my flex. Um, I'm pretty excited about that. So we did see a little bit of a run on running backs after this. Um, we had David Montgomery go, Justin Herbert, Brees Hall at the 4-10. At the 5-1, we had Deontay Johnson, Josh Jacobs, and then Terry McLaurin. So I'm back on the clock here. Um, I can't believe Darren Waller has fallen all the way here. I know, and I'm still not even looking at him. Still yeah, not even looking at him. I agree. Oh, so uh, yeah, I don't. This one's tough. this is tough again. I kind of this this is good. This is why we do this. So we're drafting from spots we're not familiar with. I've been locked in at my seven spot because that's where I am in our upcoming draft. So I've never been with the four before. It was a little bit different. Maybe not didn't play out exactly like I wanted to. Um, so I'm going to reach a little bit here for, I think my, my little sleeper running back, possible league winner, a lot of question marks, but I'm going to go with JK Dobbins on the Ravens. I think, yeah, great option in the best running, rushing offense in the NFL. Um, I see him being a breakout player. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't, I guess. The Ravens running back – or, sorry, the Ravens running game is is very emphatic. Um, and I just struggle – I struggle to see the value with J.K. Dobbins. But I know, like, even going into last year, he was a big breakout candidate. So he could be, like, a, a post-hype sleeper, um, like you said, for sure. Um, okay, so now I'm on the clock. Justin Jefferson, Saquon Barkley, Leonard Fournette, and Travis Etienne. Um, I'm a huge fan of, of that core. Um, I, I honestly couldn't be any happier with, with where I'm drafting from. And, and I haven't done many mocks from this spot at all. The top three players on the board are Darren Waller, Jalen Waddle, and uh, DJ Moore. Quarterbacks, there's Lamar Burrow. Running backs are pretty scarce here. It's Antonio Gibson, Elijah Mitchell, and then Clyde all the way down at 64. This one's really tough. I think this is kind of where you have to take your first shot. Um, you know, I, I've i heard some hype today that, that has changed my mind a little bit on where I stand on Jalen Waddell. Um, it has me slightly concerned Otherwise, that would be my slam dunk pick right there. And I know that, like, just last night, I was I was still hyping up Jalen Waddle, um, and I this one's just so tough. I'm I'm gonna go with my gut here and and hope that it works out. I'm gonna take Cortland Sutton. It, it was a bit of a reach. Um, I really think that he could be a guy that steps up in the Denver offense. And I think that Cortland Sutton um, could be like one of those league winning guys. Cause you get him so late and he ends up as a wide receiver one. Um, that would be a huge jump for him, but he is a captain on the team. Like, I, I don't know how much that means, but um, I think it's notable. He's been there for a long time. He's a bigger receiver, um, which we, we've seen DK Metcalf has have recent success with Russell Wilson. So 
I think that's kind of what I'm going off of. Um, he was he was followed by DJ Moore and Darren Waller, and now Connor is back on the clock. Another interesting spot I find myself in here. Make it three times in this draft that uh, my target guy was taking two spots ahead of me. I was looking at DJ Moore. I think this could be finally the year that he gets some touchdown regression to go his way. Um, And even if it doesn't, you're looking at a very safe pick there as a wide receiver too. But alas, he is off the board. Jalen Waddle's still on the board. Um, That would have been my slam dunk dunk pick uh, had he been available. Until... John said he was starting to get uh, a little nervous on him, and I'm still not sure why that would be. So gives me a little bit of concern there, but without seeing anyone that I Connor, really like. Connor, what are you doing? DK Metcalf of, uh, is sitting right there. Yeah, <laughs> Steve, I have a take on DK Metcalf. <laughs> we could either see just a god-awful um, season out of DK Metcalf where he doesn't finish within the top 25 receivers because yeah. – you know, watching the Seahawks pre uh, preseason game today, I believe they're in the third or fourth quarter. They're down twenty four zero to the Chicago Bears. Oh my! And it is. Oh no! <laughs> it has looked very messy so far, um, and Gino is not doing much to give me very faith in him. That being said, um, when Gino was playing during Russell Wilson's injury last season, um, DK kind of became a high volume safety blanket for Gino. Um, so while I don't think you see the same DK Metcalf we've grown accustomed to in the last couple of years, I do think there's a road for him to get kind of a Keenan Allen kind of role where you see him mm-hmm. catches a game. He might not, you know, have the crazy touchdown numbers or the large chunk plays so much anymore. But I do see a world where Gino just force feeds him the ball um, and just trust him as a big bodied receiver. That being said, um, I still think the path for Jalen Waddle to succeed is a lot clearer than DK's. So I'm going to take the best player on the board here, and uh, Jalen Waddle is my wide receiver too. Love it. That's a great pick. Um, I, I do like the fact that you brought up DK Metcalf's success with um, with Geno Smith because he did have three touchdowns in the three games that they played together. So. I don't know. We'll see. Um, Jalen Waddle was followed by Mike Williams, Antonio Gibson, Lamar Jackson, and DK Metcalf. And that, and that leaves Connor back on the back board. On the board. <laughs> After a brief um, sleeper glitch <laughs> there, we are back. So this is a spot um, where I'm pretty comfortable um, on a reach here, I think there's three guys that have an equal case for a fairly significant reach um, that's about to be had. Joe Burrow and Kyler are both on the board, but there's a pretty nice run of quarterbacks going pretty late in this year. passing on both of them this year. Um, that being I'm going to go after a pretty significant reach here. believe this player um, and the value – that he could provide about three games into the season when this breakout begins, especially in a scarce position. That is going to be A.J. Dillon of the Green Bay Packers. Oh, boy. You betting against me, Connor? You betting against Aaron Jones? (laughs) 
I'm betting against whoever owns Aaron Jones. Actually, I take that back. I think they're both yeah, going to be. I, I, don't know if, uh, <laughs> I don't know if Aaron Jones will get into running back one territory. He very well may. But uh, I see a very clear path to both Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon being strong uh, running back twos by the end of the season. Okay. Got it. I think that, that's a, that's an interesting thing, Connor. There, I know you you acknowledged that it was a bit of a reach, but I think if you have a guy there that you're comfortable with, and you have a lot of picks between where you are now and when your next pick's going to be, so I'm not going to knock you for doing that. If you got a guy, yeah. go get him. And you know, get your guy, go get him. Um, and looking at my team, I had Alvin Kamara, Ezekiel Elliott. We know how scarce the running back position is. That's two great running backs, but both of them could get injured. Something could mm-hmm. happen. Alvin Kamara could catch a suspension. And looking at the board, the other guy or the other running backs available, you're looking at Elijah Mitchell, who could be very good this year, but also has a long in, uh, injury history and just his one year playing so far. And then after that, you're looking at a lot of wide receivers. Clyde definitely has some upside. I don't know if I trust him. Miles Sanders, who I uh, I gave my case against in <laughs> yesterday's episode. And then Damian Harris. So out of all those running backs available, I think A.J. Dillon far and away has the uh, highest ceiling. You made me comfortable going and getting him. So, A.J. Dillon was followed by Jerry Judy and Joe Burrow. I am now back on the clock. This is a weird one. It's not really the pick that I want to make, but I feel like it was it, it would be the pick that I'd actually make if this were a real draft. So, I'm going to go ahead and go with it. I'm going to load up on running backs. I, I think that this is a tier break, and, you know, I'm, I may not have the opportunity to get another guy of this caliber really for the rest of the draft. So I think it only makes sense to go ahead and go with Elijah Mitchell at this spot. That is a wonderful pick. Ah, John. It also didn't hurt that you needed another running back. And (laughs) as cutthroat as it is, like I, I will draft based off of who's coming. I mean, it depends on who it is. Uh, but Nate, if, if that were you in the real draft, I would, I would probably make this pick. <laughs> well, I'm so happy you're at the one slot. And I'm at the no sabotage to be yeah. there. All right. Well, so I'm sitting here right now with, uh, my three wide receiver core and Cooper cup, Debo Samuel Pittman, a couple risky running back options, Aaron Jones, JK Dobbins, uh, I, mm, the running back room right now <laughs> on left on the board does not look awesome and so i'm not gonna buy into it yet i think i'm gonna start filling up some positions of need now um i'm gonna get who is absolutely my favorite tight end left on the board in dalton schultz um i think a lot of the a few of us chumps are pretty high on him john i don't know what your take is it's been a while since we've uh, been chatting tight ends yeah, I I've kind of ridden the roller coaster for Dalton Schultz, and I, I think I'm I'm back on the downhill slope for him. Uh, I I really am looking forward to see what Zeke and Tony Pollard have in store for this season. CD Lamb has to take a step up, but I'm also kind of fading the Cowboys as a unit. Um, ever since we did our divisional show and and we predicted them not taking the NFC East, it just it 
it makes me worry for that offense. I, I'm scared mm-hmm. that it's not going to be a great one to be invested in for this fantasy season. But, um, yeah, he, I think he still has, like, top five tight end upside, but mm-hmm. just barely. I, I think it's, it's going to be kind of a mediocre season for him. He's not going to get another contract with the Cowboys. He's going to go sign with, like, not to pick on the Bears again, but he's like going to go sign with the Bears and get a little bit of money, and then we're never going to hear about him again. So, R.I.P. Dalton Schultz. Yep. Well, I so Schultz, I guess what I like about him is he gets a pretty fair – he has actually a very high snap share uh, mm. or snap percentage. He ended the year really almost in the – averaging like a 90% snap share. Uh, basically after week 10 of last year. Kind of went on a pretty good stretch to end the season. A couple 20-point games, everything over 11 points, and it is the tight end three. Uh, I think the departure of Amari Cooper helps me a little bit with Dalton Schultz. Makes me feel better, at least. I'm just telling myself that now, if I were a Dalton Schultz holder. Um, But I like that. So uh, after my pick went Brandon Cooks, Amari Cooper, uh, Kyler Murray to end the sixth round um, at the turn, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Marquise Brown, and A-Rob at the 7-3. So now I'm back on the clock. Still hate what I'm looking at. Um, I'm going to go, I think, just again, fill the hole in, in the roster. I, there's a, And I'm doing this because there's a few kind of risky running back plays with some upside that I like later on. And um, so I'm going to go ahead and get my guy, Jalen Hurts, uh, the quarterback. Yep. Interesting. Um, Not saying that's who I would have taken, but definitely one of the guys that I was considering with this pick. So um, I guess that's a little bit of redemption for Nate. Uh, I think uh, think I'm going to get you on the turn, though. I I think I'm probably going to snipe the player that you were hoping would get back to you next round. Right, In the meantime, um, <laughs> I'm I'm left with an interesting position. I only have running backs and two wide receivers to this point. TJ Hawkinson is sitting right at the top of the board right now, followed by Chris Godwin and Michael Thomas. Um, Amon Ross St. Brown is also there. Juju, Adam Thielen, Darnell Mooney. These are just like some boomer bust guys. Like Chris Godwin, if he was healthy – to be able to pick him in the seventh round just seems absurd. Uh, Michael Thomas, it's been a while, but the last time he played a full season, I'm pretty sure he finished as the wide receiver one for fantasy. Number one. Uh, um, Amon Ross St. Brown, he's a potential breakout candidate in his sophomore season. Juju Smith-Schuster, I mean, you've heard us talk about him enough. I think he's going to have a phenomenal year with the Chiefs. Adam Thielen, he's a touchdown monster. Darnell Mooney, he's the only wide receiver in Chicago that's worth anything. Um, Sorry, Byron Pringle. I'll I'll always love you, but uh, (laughs) uh, glad you got a little bit of money. I – this one's really tough. I think with the spot where I'm at right now, I'm going to go ahead and pass on TJ Hawkinson – and I think I'm just going to go for ceiling at this point, and I'm going to go ahead and take Michael Thomas. So he was followed by Darnell Mooney and Chris Godwin, which brings you back on the board, Connor. Um, 
kind of looks like you might need a wide receiver, maybe a quarterback. What do you, what's going through your head here? Yeah, I'm kind of surprised you didn't take TJ Hawkinson there. I don't think he has among tight ends, but I think he is the last one before quite a big tear break. Um, so kind of surprised me there that you didn't take him, but understandable reasons. Um, seventh round, I actually love um, this sixth, seventh round um, for wide receivers. I think listed there except for uh, Darnell Mooney. I'm a little bit out on the Bears offense in general. Um, but Michael Thomas, I have been targeting heavily, you know, in the sixth round. If he gets back to anything close to what he was, you're looking at a top five, top ten wide receiver. And I do think it's worth noting that I believe it's been two seasons since we saw kind of the real Michael Thomas. Um, yeah. But in terms of true injury um, and missing time due to injury, I've been looking at it a lot more like one season. Um, a large part of that being due to just his stubbornness to postpone that ankle surgery until he was kind of forced to. Um, so I think after now getting the surgery done and out of the way, having plenty of time to get healthy um, and finding himself in a Jameis Winston led mm. offense. Um, I think there's a good probability you see Michael Thomas return pretty close to the form he was in pre-injury. So I've been targeting him a lot. Um, I also like Godwin, um, Tom Brady under the helm. They might throw a little bit less this year, but the talent is definitely there. And the man is in his prime. So maybe a slow <laughs> start from Chris Godwin, but uh, I could see him really coming back into form. And, and if you can get him in form by, you know, week four, five, six as Chris Godwin, I think you've gotten some amazing value there. That uh, being said, I'm going to go with, uh, Amon Ross St. Brown. I am seeing a extremely young Keenan Allen here. I don't think you're going to see the 15, 20 catches you were seeing at the end of last season. I don't think you're going to be seeing the four-point games either. I think you're going to see him settle in at a very nice eight catches on 10 to 12 uh, targets every game underneath. And then just let the athlete take over at that point, see what he can do. But Amon Ross St. Brown um, is definitely risky but I am starting to see a lot of upside in that pick there in the, in the, in the sixth, seventh round range. Yeah, that would be huge. Um, especially for a guy like him, you know, I mean, the, the second year breakout wide receiver, it's, it's a real thing. Um, and I think that's part of what scares me about TJ Hawkinson. His role was consistent up until his injury. He was on an absolute bender last season. Um, he was looking like he was going to be a great tight end then he got hurt, unfortunately. Um, he did have a few bad weeks there in between. But I think the progression of Amon Ross St. Brown uh, combined with DeAndre Swift, Jamal Williams, and then potentially Jamison Williams, if he can get healthy down the stretch, I think it just scares me. You know, Jared Goff could be that quarterback that we saw with Los Angeles, you know, whenever they had a great offense under him. But I don't know if we're going to get it in Detroit. They do have a great offensive line. I just don't know if, if Jared Goff can get back to the point where he can sustain all of those options Absolutely. in the offense. So Absolutely. that that scares me away from Hawkinson just slightly. Um, so anyways, uh, he was – I mean, I said this already. Amon Ra was followed by Damian Harris, TJ Hawkinson, Juju Smith-Schuster, and Miles Sanders. Connor, you're back on the clock. Who are you going with? Well, I think I'm going to draft for need here. Um, I've delayed taking a quarterback long enough. DeAndre Hopkins is a very tempting option here. You are dealing with the suspension, but 
He'll be there on the part of the season that matters, and that's playoffs. So if you can find yourself with a good core and then you see DeAndre Hopkins uh, on the board and you don't have significant needs, I think that can be um, an investment worth making, um, whether that be him returning and strengthening up, you know, maybe a flex spot or something like that, or even coming back, waiting the suspension out and, and sending him to a wide receiver needy team um, who you could get a serious return value on to maybe shore up a position you lost it to injury or something like that. But I'm going to draft for need. Take my guy, my ex guy, Russell Wilson. Um, I think, I think Mr. Uh, Unlimited. <laughs> Mr. Unlimited. Um, Broncos I think, nation. Let's I think ride. Denver is uh, going to buy in, in, to the less let Russ, let Russ cook mentality. Um, <laughs> I think at times it's really going to hurt Denver. I think at times it's going to make Russ uh, a high-scoring quarterback. So mm. I don't see the top three projections some people are giving uh, Russell Wilson this year, but I do see plenty of usage, um, a talented uh, wide receiver and running back core around him. Um, and kind of the the want to be the guy. So I can see a lot of passes coming from uh, Russell Wilson this year. And and while that may lead to some bad weeks, I think it's going to have a lot of good weeks in there as well. All right. Like so it. after after Russell Wilson, Rashad Bateman, and Adam Thielen went off the board. Nate, I have to ask you here. Are you, are you worried at all? No, I'm not worried anymore. Not worried at all? No. Are you worried? I'm not worried, um, but I, I am going to snipe somebody who I think has tremendous value. I cannot believe that this guy is available here to this point in the draft. And uh, honestly, it's it's at nobody's fault, but you know, ESPN and Sleeper for the ADP that they have him going at, I believe that this is a guy who gives you top 12 running back upside easily um, at his position. And it's not the guy you're thinking. It's not Kareem Hunt. It's not Kenneth Walker. It is Chase Edmonds in Miami. Uh, they went out and they paid him. I, he's a dual threat running back. Uh, <laughs> this is why I'm kind of – I'm pumping the brakes just slightly on Jalen Wall. I think that there is the potential that Chase Edmonds could carve out a substantial role in this offense. Because from what I understand, Houston offered him the bag. He turned it down. The Bills offered him a good contract. He also turned that down. He wanted to play for Mike McDaniels and be a part of this offense. I am so high on Chase Edmonds, Chase Edmonds right now, and I can almost say put it in the bank. He will be on my team after this weekend of, of this year's draft for, for, our, uh, for our main league that we've got going on this weekend. So I am so high on Chase Edmonds. Well, that was a guy that I was looking at. I didn't think he'd pull the trigger that early on him. I guess I, he was a little bit down the board of r- available running backs for me a little bit. I had to scroll, but that was a pick I liked a lot. I think I totally agree with you on him being available in that Mike McDaniels offense. Uh, that was somebody I was really kind of hoping that he wouldn't take. <laughs> but – I, I have to ask this now. So uh, you're sitting there with no quarterback, no tight end. There's currently three teams, including your own, that have not selected a tight end yet. One is going to be probably taking a tight end here at the turn. Um, 
is is it are you at the point now where this is just a, a tier of tight ends together i for for me personally i was considering dallas goddard i thought that was maybe where the tight end tier dropped off a little bit down to zach Ertz and dawson knox and whatnot um i just wanted to see what you were thinking about that so my thoughts on the tight end position if i if i don't get honestly if i don't get Pitts, andrews or kelsey um to start the draft in a spot where I feel like I'm getting a decent value and I'm not drafting them towards their ceiling. Um, I wait a long time. I like the touchdown upside for Dawson Knox. Um, He was the tight end eight in PPR last year. And I'm pretty sure he had 10 touchdown receptions. If I remember correctly, Uh, Josh Allen targets him in the red zone. And it's going to be a high-scoring offense. Um, Zach Ertz, same thing. Uh, after he went to Arizona, he kind of returned to the form of being a top-tier tight end that we had seen Zach Ertz be in years past. Um, to be able to get them in the ninth round or the tenth round, I just think that sort of upside is invaluable compared to the guys that I've been able to take essentially like especially the running backs that I have on my roster right now so um you know again I talked about it last night streaming quarterbacks is one of the most valuable things that you can do in fantasy football and if it doesn't work for me um you know to this point to take a quarterback where I feel like I'm getting a value I'm totally fine continuing on as long as I have to until I take a quarterback off the board Mm. All right. Well, that's, that's interesting. Um, so now I'm back on the clock. Um, looking at some couple wide receivers here, a couple risky options. D hop with the suspension that Connor was talking about. Um, I think with the makeup of my lineup right now, that's not something I can target. Uh, followed by him would be Drake London. Um, I really like Drake London as a dynasty option. I think for this year, he worries me a little bit. Um, I wish I had some stats to back this up, but I'm nervous for the quarterback situation there. I don't trust Marcus Mariota uh, delivering accurate footballs to his, uh, his wide receivers. Um, I think, if anything, Kyle Pitts is really the only piece of that Atlanta offense that I want this year. So I'm probably not going to go with Drake London at this position. Time to address the running back room. I'm going to scroll a little bit, and I – Actually, no, I'm not. I'm gonna have to take Kareem Hunt here. I'm just kidding. Yeah, that's, um, that's taking the Kareem Hunt. Yep, you're never gonna go wrong with him. Nope. He's he's a guy he's hardly ever seen over 50% snap share while he's been in Cleveland. Still been an extremely effective uh, running back. Lots of pretty solid production weeks. Um, timing isn't always right if you're starting him. Uh, it could be a Nick Chubb week. Could be a Kareem Hunt week the next week. Um, you just never know. Another risk, risky option for sure, but I'm comfortable with that as my RB. I wish he was my RB4, but RB3 is okay. Um, so followed by Kareem Hunt went D-Hop, Tony Pollard, Cordero Patterson at, to end out the eighth round. Start the ninth, Drake London goes, followed by Gabe Davis and Ken Walker. So back on the clock here. Um, I'm kind of thinking more just best player available in my opinion, right here, that would have to be Rashad Penny for Seattle, which I have some concerns with Rashad Penny. Um, I'm thinking it might be a little bit more of a committee system, but I'm hopeful 
that he's a guy that can maybe get me three solid weeks to start the season, and then I can dump him. I can trade him to somebody else as the time Ken Walker's coming back, or even uh, Homer. Is that his name, Connor? Yeah, Travis Homer. If Travis Homer's getting meaningful snaps, we got a serious problem. But uh, yeah, anything's is, uh, possible. At this is DJ point. Dallas still out there in Seattle? Yeah, he's still out there. I think uh, it's probably Rashad one, Ken Walker's as the two, and that's the big committee you see now with Ken Walker's injury reports. It may just be the Rashad Penny show until he inevitably gets injured. Um, but then after that, I believe it's Homer as the fourth running back on the roster. But we've seen it multiple times over the last couple of years. There's a very real chance that by the halfway point of the season, DJ Dallas and Travis Homer are your running back committee for the Seattle Seahawks. So I, they, that's yeah I, I was just gonna say that's one thing I don't love to do is draft for trade value but I think in this scenario where I'm a little thin on solid and trustworthy running back options um, that's something I might try and like monitor is maybe see where R- Rashad Penny if he's getting towards his ceiling I might try and sell him off at that point but what were you gonna say John Nate I'm curious um what other running backs were you considering here? Because one that I thought would make a lot of sense would have been Devin, Devin Singletary with the way that he ended his season last year. Uh, he ended with the last five games of 14.9, and 23, and 25.2 fantasy points where he scored six touchdowns in those last five games. Um, Were there any thoughts for him, or does James Cook scare you away from that pick there? Uh, I think, yeah, it's it's a little bit of just the Bills offense. I think the thing that worries me is that I think Josh Allen gets the meaningful snaps towards the goal-to-go situations. I think he gets those opportunities, or they're going to throw it more often. Um, I think one thing to keep in mind, too, with Devin Singletary's end of the season, uh, those weren't against great defenses. Um, I mean, he had played Carolina, Atlanta, and the Jets in three of those four where he played pretty well in. Um, I I think James Cook scares me a little bit. I think Josh Allen scares me a little bit. Um, I, I just – I don't love the Bills' backfield. I Fair guess enough. That's all. Just kind of a comfortability issue. So, I uh, – this was a tough pick for me. I – I've really struggled to not take the best player available, even whenever I have holes in my roster and I couldn't shy away from it here. I had to go with Elijah Moore, Um, even though Dallas Goddard did make it all the way back around to me. Zach Ertz was also there and Dawson Knox was as well. That honestly helped me make the Elijah Moore pick. If one or two of them would have been available, I probably would have had to go pull, go ahead and pull the trigger on a tight end. But looking down the rest of the board, there's only one other team who hasn't selected a tight end. Sleeper mocks are a little bit funky, and sometimes several teams draft t- backup tight ends, which is you know kind of dumb and not realistic. But I'm hoping one of them falls back to me. Elijah Moore was followed by Devin Singletary and Devonta Smith. Connor, you're on the board. Where are you going here? Where we start to get into the draft where, in my opinion, you can – throw rounds and what round you're in kind of out the So, you know what, who do I like the most here? Who do I think can win me this league? Um, and so usually this is the time of the draft where I start scrolling a little bit. Um, I'm not going to be going 
that deep uh, into the hat with a reach here. I am going to take two guys that I think opportunity uh, and talent could line up together and, and give both these guys a really high ceiling that if one of them hits, we could be looking at a real value pick here um, in the later rounds. So for my first pick here, I'm going to go with rookie wide receiver Traylon Burks. Um, Interesting. The preseason reports haven't been great for the guy, but um, with Robert Woods as their only other really viable receiver, um, they're going to have to throw the ball to someone. Uh, the box will start to fill up against Derrick Henry. You can get Derrick Henry the ball 30 times a game, but at some point you do have to throw it. Um, and I can see Traylon Burks uh, kind of rumbling, bumbling, stumbling his way into <laughs> uh, into the end zone a couple times here this season. So I'll take him mainly on the opportunity available to him. Um, and if he can carve something out with that opportunity, he can find himself in a good spot. The second pick uh, I'm going to take here after Tom Brady, Tyler Lockett, Hunter Renfro, and Dallas Goddard follow my Traylon Burks pick. I am going to go with a very similar pick here um, and just play the ceiling game. Um, I think this could be a breakout season for this wide receiver I'm about to pick, and um, that is going to be Brandon Ayuk of the oh, oh. 49ers. Interesting. That's, that that's not the direction. I thought you were about to say Chris Olave. I thought you were going to continue the trend and, and go with the rookie wide receiver. No, Chris Olave, talented guy, kind of scares me. Um, I just really don't know what to expect out of him. Um, I think a lot of the top dynasty rookies this year um, kind of worry me. I think uh, Garrett Wilson is a great player, but concerns me a little bit being on the Jets. I think Chris Olave is a talented player, um, but I don't know what his ceiling is looking like as – you know, a wide receiver two or three potentially in the Saints offense, um, along with Alvin Kamara kind of taking receptions out of that backfield as well. Um, and I think Traylon Burks at bare minimum has an opportunity compared to those guys. So I'm comfortable betting on the breakout in the late rounds with uh, Brandon Ayuk here. All right, Nate, I don't mean to back up off of you. So, honestly, that was not the player that I was trying to click on. <laughs> I was going to – I had some questions for you. Yeah, no, I was trying to take Dawson Knox, <laughs> and, and it switched over to the quarterback tab for whatever reason. So, the pick uh, is in. But, yeah. Jack Prescott. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nope, Dawson Knox is the guy that I'm going with there. Uh, uh, so, Brandon Ayuk was followed by James Cook and Alan Lazard. I had to take Dawson Knox, unfortunately. I, I really wanted to con continue my streak of running backs and wide receivers, but it has to end here. <laughs> There's just no question. No, I, I think that's a great pick. And I think that's something you talked about with Dawson Knox was his touchdown upside, uh, which is a big deal. But I also think he's still a tight end that's a viable option uh, between the 20s. Um, like in the middle of the field, I think he's still for a threat sure. to get some targets, which is something that I don't think you see as much as we get into these other options. These are more touchdown dependent guys that come after Dawson Knox. You might be able to throw Zach Ertz still in there. Um, he's getting up there in age, but I, I like Dawson Knox a lot for that pick. Um, I think your, your wait and see on the tight ends uh, might have paid off. So I'm back on the clock now. Um, this is a guy, like Connor said, I'm scrolling a bit, but this is a guy that I've 
been wanting for a while, and I don't feel too bad reaching for him right here. I've heard some good reports from camp about this player specifically, not really about the team. It is going to be Ramondre Stevenson from Great the pick. Patriots. I don't – yeah, I haven't heard many good things about Patriots camp so far. Implement, implementing a new run system, it's kind of been a disaster is what I've heard. But uh, Ramondre Stevenson has kind of emerged as a very talented player. Um, I think he'll be overtaking Damian Harris pretty quickly this year. And with Damian Harris's uh, injury concerns, I feel pretty good with that. Um, now back on the clock after Sky Moore, Chris Olave, Dak Prescott, Zach Ertz, Matt Stafford, and Pat Fryermuth uh, go off the board. This leaves me with a couple options here. I would, for the positional uh, wide receiver position, we got Garrett Wilson on the board, Robert Woods, Christian Kirk, and running backs, we have Melvin Gordon and Michael Carter and James Robinson. So I think I'm going to go ahead and grab wide receiver one for the Jacksonville Jaguars, Christian Kirk. I think that's another very solid pick. I, I think those two rounds could be pivotal for you uh, yep. in, in this year's fantasy season, just because I see so much upside for those two players. Like I, there was no combination of players that you could have come out with that was better than those two, especially for your team. Um, I think Sky Moore, you know, gives that opportunity first Christian Kirk if he would have mm-hmm. fallen, but they paid Christian Kirk. They believe in him. I think he's going to be a big part of that offense. Yep. Uh, I am back on the clock. You know, this one's tough. I really don't like making this pick because I feel like I talk down on this dude every time that he comes up, but <laughs> against my own personal will and, and the betterment of my fantasy team, I'm going to take Trey Lance. There's just too much hype around him. I need a quarterback. Aaron Rodgers was there, but, man, I'm getting scared of Green Bay. I, mm-hmm. I, 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 I'll I, go ahead and say it. I, The Vikings are probably going to win that division. Um, I was there the only go. one of the three of us chumps that, that still had the Vikings winning, uh, winning that division, but I feel like the Vikings are going to take the NFC North. It's It's just inevitable <laughs> at this point. How about that? Hey, okay, this is something I wanted to point out and kind of ties back to our last episode. If you look at the draft board here, look at the difference with Jalen Hurts and Trey Lance as two guys that we said there wasn't a huge drop-off we really felt like between those quarterbacks in terms of how our evaluations went. Um, I have Jalen Hurts rostered. He went in the seventh round. John just grabbed Trey Lance in the 11th round. Both have the running threat upside uh, as quarterbacks. Lots of very talented players going between them. Um, I just think that's a pretty good example of if you can grab one of those late QBs with some some dual threat upside, that could honestly win your league right there if you haven't already, John, with your picks. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm not going to lie. I feel like – so. This is just an example of if you can hit the tier-based drafting and you can really get lucky a couple times and grab the last guy on the higher tiers for that position, like, it, it is amazing how confident you will feel in your fantasy roster. Like, if, if you told me I had this roster in any league, I would assume that 
I had a very good chance of winning. Even I mean, I I love my roster so far. Um. Anyway, Aaron Rodgers was followed by my pick and Garrett Wilson, and Connor is back on the clock. Yeah, so I'm going to reach fairly significantly on a couple of guys here. Um, we're at the point in the draft where I think a dart throw or betting on the upside, even if it's a high-risk pick, is a lot more valuable than taking a Chase Claypool, Robert Woods, Melvin Gordon kind of guy to be your wide receiver 4-5, running back 4-5. Um if you draft those guys, it's a safe play for sure. You know what you're getting out of them, but you'll play them once, maybe twice the entire year to fill in for some buys, um, barring any injury to your main kind of starters. So I'm much more likely to bet on the upside here. And because of that, I am going to reach far down the board. <laughs> and I'm going to take Damian Pierce running back. There it is. I think the upside for Damian should he take this running back one spot and just be a between the tackles kind of young Nick Chubb one cut go physical runner um, I think the upside if he can do that and and run into a couple touchdowns along the way I think he could be a player more valuable than Melvin Gordon, Robert Woods, Chase Claypool, Kadarius Toney Michael Carter, all these guys. Um, I think the upside is is one of the better you're going to get at the back end of the drafts here, and I have no problem reaching down the board on someone who I feel like is a little bit undervalued um, in his ADP. I like it. I agree. Damian Pierce was followed by Kadarius Tony, Melvin Gordon, Isaiah Spiller, and Robert Woods. Connor, who's your next guy? Back on the clock here, I have two bench spots available, um, a kicker and a defense left to be drafted. So, again, um, the pick thinking here is I'm pretty heavy on wide receivers right now, um, and I've got one more that I know I'm going to fill up that bench with. Um, I do have Damian Pierce as my running back four which I do like there, um, but there's not – you really can't go wrong being deep on running backs. Um, and with the news today that he is expected to be ready for week one Here we uh, go. and has not uh, been ignored in this offense by any means, I'm going to take what I think is a little bit safer um, option in James Robinson. Interesting. I right. think we could. I think we could see a world where Travis Etienne um, is every bit worth uh, where his ADP value is going at, and I think it's going to be because he catches seventy-five balls um, out of the slot <laughs> and on third down a lot. Uh, I think James Robinson has a definite role as a. Um, kind of a Jordan Howard type player for Doug Peterson. Um, And I could see him being a big red zone guy, a big first and second down between the tackles back um, for the Jacksonville Jaguars and and getting a safe running back um, that I can maybe trade for someone when inevitably um, another running back that was taken early in this year's draft uh, goes down with injury or if one of my own go down with injury, um, 
and I have a safety blanket there at the 12th round, I'm, I'm comfortable with that as a pick. I like that pick. I'll be interested to see if how ADP rankings adjust with that news. I don't know if they mm-hmm. caught up to it yet on Sleeper, but yeah, I think it came out today, so it's uh, mm-hmm. it's pretty recent still. Yep. All right, so James Robinson was followed by Mike Gusecki and Albert. Oh, I'm not even going to try to pronounce his name. Uh, <laughs> I I honestly I practice it every once in a while um, <laughs> because one of Whoa. the podcasts. One of the pot. Well, okay. So he went to Mizzou. I went to Mizzou. He was there with Drew Locke while I was there. Um, a a Wagenom. Uh, that's that's the closest well that I've heard of it. Um, I don't think it's perfect, but that's that's my best attempt. This pick is interesting for me. There's so many guys that are down the board that I think are actually well. There are I shouldn't say there's so many. There are a few who I think will represent a large portion of the target share for their respective offense. But with this pick, oh, it scares me. I'm just going to go ahead and do it because I think his upside is tremendous, even though I just don't think he'll come back to me. And I'd really, I'd really like to take him here. I think that he could have a sizable role in his offense and he could just blossom as the season progresses. I'm going to take George Pickens here. Mm. Oh, that was my last spot. <laughs> yeah, he's he's down the board a ways, but oh my gosh, he's had some highlights. Now, granted, it's on the practice field, but <laughs> he's had some some crazy uh, uh, displays of of the touch that he's got. So, George Pickens all the way. Uh, Love it. I think, I think uh, NFL young boy is going to break out early often uh, <laughs> and I think uh, I think this will be a pick where we're looking at and going wow Pittsburgh did it again uh, yep and I see a lot of um, third coming of Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown and uh, and George Pickens wow high praise alrighty this you left me John you left me in the dust that's kind of <laughs> who I wanted I wanted him in the 13th round I thought he might fall um but I think I'm just going to go ahead and take Chase Claypool here. Pretty safe option. I don't think he presents a ton of upside, but um, we'll see. It's a brand-new Pittsburgh offense, um, so I'm okay, honestly, taking that shot here. He had his breakout rookie year. Maybe he gets back to that. If he does, I didn't play anything for it. So we'll do that. And then I'm going to go with another wide receiver here. And I'm going to take – oh, I just saw this name now. Oh, boy. Now I've got two. Oh, no. no I think you found my other one. <laughs> Gosh. Jameson Williams. Oh, interesting. Okay. All right. That's what uh, I'm going to take. So, I, I will say I was between – right here, I was between Rondell Moore and Jameson Williams. Rondell okay. Moore is kind of a guy that I've been getting with, like, my – to fill my last bench spot in most leagues. Um, I just think with D hop being out for the first six games, um, I, I just, I don't really know where they're going to throw the ball to AJ green, Marquise Brown's out, um, could, could miss some regular season time. Uh, so I, I don't mind Rondale Moore, but I think I'll just take Jamison Williams, sit and wait, and maybe he comes back like the wide receiver one of the rookie class. So as I was scrolling, I I came across a few more guys that I do have upside on. Um, 
you know, with this being your last pick, it's really a guy that you want to know after week one. You want to know if they're going to be part of if they won't be. Um, this is a guy that I really liked. You know, I, I was kind of hoping that the Chiefs might go this direction in the draft. We we did go the wide receiver direction. It, it wasn't with this guy. But then there's also a there's also a saucy veteran just sitting right there. <laughs> he's he's playing for the greatest quarterback of all time so far. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, oh, it's so tough. It's the last pick, but it's so tough. I'm. I'm going to go ahead and go with Julio Jones. Um, I I feel like there's just so much upside with him. I mean, the thought of him and Tom Brady on the same offense. Um, I won't, I won't drool for too long, but Tyler Boyd followed by Kirk cousins and Connor's backup. Um, interested John, to see you, if I was going to say, you want to know how I'm a chiefs homer is I thought you were talking about Marquez Valdez scaling. You said I did the greatest quarterback of all time. I really oh. thought where, where I thought you were going with that, but oh. it's good to know where you stand. Tuffy. Uh, I mean, Brady's the greatest, yeah, at least I'm for now. I'm not going to argue with that. Um, so, yeah. I mean, I'm interested to see if you if you uh, pick the other guy that I was going for, Connor. There are so many different possible dart throws here. <laughs> um, I'm torn between a couple guys. Um Gosh, this is a tough pick. Um, I'm torn between a couple guys here. I think both of them, as Nate said, you want to know after week one, are they going to try to get this guy ball? Is he going to have a heartbeat on this offensive offensive roster um, at all this year? And I'm torn between – gosh, there's a couple. torn between a couple guys that I think we'll know after week one. But I think the one with the most upside, if I can even find him down here, um, I think the one I saw with the most upside, should he return to any kind of form we've seen him in previous years, again, if I can find the name, um, if we can get him to return to any form he's been in previous years, I think it could be a solid wide receiver too. Um, You're really – really in a boom or bust here as we've seen over the last couple of the years. But if Brian Dable can come in and just target this guy, I think it could be a, a nice late round steal. And that's going to be Kenny Gall. Um, mm. I could be kicking myself big time for this pick. Um, but if he takes over that Darius Slayton role and they just say, we know what kind of player this guy has shown he can be, we are going to throw the ball up to him and see what happens. Um, I think you could get some serious value with your final position player slot um, in this draft. So that was not – I honestly didn't even look at Kenny Galladay. Um, I think that's a great pick there, just, you know, based on the, the target share that he could get in that offense. The guy that I was looking at actually was Jalen Tolbert for the Dallas Cowboys. Um, I He was a guy that I was kind of hoping that the Chiefs would target um, – in in the NFL draft, I was also looking at Devonte Parker and Jacoby Myers with New England. Um, so there's there's lots of late round flyers here, but um, let's let's wrap it up here. Who, who's the who's the kicker and who's the defense? 
We are going to go with the goat kicker. Um, I'd <laughs> say it's hard not. Oh, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> um, it was Justin Tucker. I don't think you can get a better kicker uh, that you're more confident on your lineup. That being said, another kicker who's been nails over the years on one of the best offenses in the league. That is going to be Harrison Butker. Love it. All right. Um, you know, at this point, not really much to do here. I'm just going to take the Niners defense because why not? And Nate, you're back up. Who are you going with? Um, let's see here. I think if there's any kind of defensive strategy, I'm going to go with a team that plays in a weak division. Um, so I'm going to go with Dallas Cowboys defense. I like it. Uh, some defenses off the board. Oh, a little Mahim Hines action. Way to go, oh, three. Oh, oh. All right. Uh, why? Why did Daniel Carlson go? By... <laughs> what? I don't know how I missed that. Daniel Carlson was the first kicker off the board in the McPherson Tucker and Butker. That's unbelievable. <laughs> Whoa, that is wild. Sleepers oh my on gosh! Them. What? All right, uh, kicker. I'm gonna go with Nick Folk. Of the New England Patriots, hopefully, hopefully they can get it past midfield. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna go with Hyung uh, Wei Koo, just because. Why not? Probably got the best name in football. So dope. <laughs> it does. All right, this leaves me with a defense left to select. Um, he he presents lots of opportunities for uh, <laughs> for your for your team name. I'll, I'll just leave it. Uh, yeah, he, so definitely, right. <laughs> he definitely does. That's that's um, why we draft. That's that is value. Picks. And, I mean, with this defensive pick, you know, there's quite a run on defenses. There's no real elite options left for me here. I am going to go with kind of the same strategy Nate's saying is uh, pick a defense in a weak offensive division. Um, And that makes two actually maybe surprising defenses stick out to me. That is going to be the Eagles defense and the Dolphins defense, which I both think could have – pretty sneaky years um, just based against who they're playing against. I mean, if you're the, if you're making the case for the Eagles defense, they get to face Carson Wentz a couple times a year. So that's two big games guaranteed for them right there. Um, <laughs> the Dolphins defense also play in the same uh, conference as the Jets um, and have a little bit more ceiling, I'm willing to bet. So I'm going to take the Dolphins defense here. All right, Nate, quickly, uh, run us through your roster. How, how are you feeling about your team? Sure. All right, roster from top to bottom. We've got Jalen Hurts, Aaron Jones, J.K. Dobbins, Cooper Cup, Debo Samuel. Oh, love it. Dalton Schultz, Michael Pittman, Nick Folk, Cowboys D. We've got Kareem Hunt, Rashad Penny, Ramondre Stevenson loaded up on some Orbeez there, Christian Kirk, Chase Claypool, James Williams. I don't love it. It's not my favorite mock draft I've ever done. Don't hate it. I think the wide receiver play could more than make up for uh, maybe a lack of depth at running back. I think you were right and kind of called it during the uh, 10th and 11th round with the Ramondre Stevenson, Christian Kirk picks. Those picks there could really make or break the season um, by providing me kind of a safety blanket or some 
I don't know. I, I just think those could be make or break picks for me. Um, otherwise, I have a pretty shallow roster that I don't love um, if one of my players went down, especially in the RB position. But um, that's going to round it up for me from the four slot. Uh, John, back to you. Okay, so from the five spot uh, right there next to Nate, my starting lineup is Trey Lance, Saquon Barkley, Leonard Fournette, Justin Jefferson, Cortland Sutton, Dawson Knox, Travis Etienne, Young Waiku, and the San Francisco 49ers defense. My bench is looking like Elijah Mitchell, Michael Thomas, Chase Edmonds, Elijah Moore, George Pickens, and Julio Jones. Uh, I, alluded it, I alluded to it earlier in the middle of the draft. I love this team. Um, I think I executed my draft strategy to a T. I, I really couldn't have asked for much more. Uh, the tight end position is weak. Um, I think that I have the depth on my roster. Nate kind of mentioned this. He doesn't draft with trades on his mind. I do uh, definitely select players based off of the value that I anticipate them having aiming to make a trade because really like, and this is kind of plain and simple to think about you trade, assuming that you're winning the trade, both parties do. Um, so I believe that through poor decision-making, I can, I can get somebody to give me more, more value value for one of these bench players so that I might be able to upgrade my tight end position later on during the year. But I love this roster. I've got great depth at running back. I've got very solid depth with opportunity at wide receiver, Michael Thomas. I mean, if he can return to wide receiver 20 form, even that's a win for where I drafted him. Elijah Moore, if he's a wide receiver one in New York, I love that. He, he showed promise last season and then two flyers on George Pickens and Julio Jones. So I'm I'm very happy with not only my starting lineup, but also my bench. Mm. Connor, how are you feeling? Well, with my roster set at quarterback Russell Wil- Russell Wilson, uh, Alvin Kamara, Ezekiel Elliott, Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddle, George Kittle, AJ Dillon in the flex, um, and then on my bench, Amon Ra, Traylon Burks. Brand, Damian Pierce, James Robinson, and Kenny Galladay. Um, I'm happy with this team. Uh, I think I drafted well here, but there's something missing from this team that makes me go, wow, I love this roster. Um, I think if I had been able to get Michael Thomas to fall to me a couple picks after John took him, I would be sitting here going, wow, I really like this roster. Um, the idea of having been able to start Jamar Chase and – Michael Thomas is my two starting wide receivers with Jalen Waddle in the flex um, would be really appealing. Um, I think what's holding me back from loving this roster is AJ Dillon in the flex. Um, I would much rather have him as that first top of the bench guy and see how he plays out rather than trusting him um, in a starting role immediately. Although I do think it'll work out. Um, I lean towards having a very high upside wide receiver there. Um, and where I'm at now, it kind of leaves me, you know, needing either Amon Ra or A.J. Dillon to have that breakout season, which I do believe will happen, um, but it puts me with a little bit more risk on the table than I'd like to have. Overall, I think on draft day, this is a very competitive roster. I think um, it has a shot to compete with any team in the league for the championship, but there's just one 
uh, one star name missing, I think, from keeping me from saying, you know, I really love this team. Mm. That's fair. I, I honestly, I like both of your guys' teams. I think you both did a pretty good job. Um, Nate, you know, like, if you can get one of your running backs to hit on the bench, that's going to be a huge upside for you. And Connor, you kind of drafted the same way. If you can get one of those flyers to hit, it they could hit really big and can yeah. really change your starting lineup. So, all right. Yep. Well, that I think is going to do it for our mock, mock draft episode, 10 team PPR. Um, I think we're going to try and post these lineups uh, to our Instagram page and you guys can kind of vote and let us know who you think drafted the best. Uh, so let us know. Um, but thank you all for tuning in. Connor, thanks again for joining us. Recurring Happy guest, to be uh, here. Absolutely. Officially a recurring guest. Feels great. Officially, <laughs> yeah. There we go. Well, you'll be yep. back on soon, I'm sure, if, if you're open to it. Absolutely. Always open. All right, perfect. perfect. All right. Well, thanks, guys. Enjoyed it. Take care. Enjoyed it. Take care.